This is for a boy between 9 and 11. I'm in a place called Katakosh, just outside of Mosul. This is a, a church that was completely destroyed uh, by ISIS. As we were coming through, one of our team uh, discovered one of the Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. I don't know who gave it, who sent it, but uh, it touched the life of a child at one point. And of course, we ask people when they pack a box, always pray. You never know where that box will go. Where are the lost? Where are the hardest to get to people groups? Where has the gospel of Jesus not been preached and proclaimed? In Acts 13, 47, for so the Lord has commanded us saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. We live in a broken world, an evil world. Yet Jesus gave us orders. He said, go into the world and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have a job to do. When we talk about going to the ends of the earth, we're talking about shoebox gifts that are taking the gospel to the hardest to reach areas of the world. If you want to bring hope to a broken society, it's the gospel. And Operation Christmas Child is not about passing out toys, it's about the gospel. Each kid, when they receive that box, they're gonna hear the presentation of the gospel clearly. They make a decision for Christ, and then they're trained and equipped to go out and share their faith with others. And many times in areas where it's an unreached people group, the Bible tells us the time is now. We're in the South Pacific. I want to reach these islands for Christ. These are the poor areas. People don't have any hope. People don't come here. There's no tourists here, but we're going to be here. I'm right outside of Mazlan, Mexico, about six hour drive up in the mountains with Operation Christmas Child. This is where people that are brave are taking Operation Christmas Child to the ends of the earth. We need boxes that are packed by families, by churches and groups, but we also need boxes that are packed online. When you build a shoebox online, these are the boxes that give us access into hard to reach places of the world. We go at great lengths, great effort to take these boxes to children in the most remote parts of the world. It's an incredible journey. You know, the mission of Operation Christmas Child never changes. Children are coming to Jesus. Children are coming to faith. Children are being discipled and children are taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Kristen, and we want to get you connected with Next Steps. What does that mean? Well, Next Steps is where you can come in and you can discover your purpose for the kingdom and in the church, and we can get you plugged in. Jake, how do we sign up? Um, you can sign up at the Welcome Center or see any staff member or go to the website, onlybelieve.church. Or see us. Or see us, yeah. When is Next Steps? Uh, Next Steps is the first Sunday of every month. Um, there is babysitting and lunch afterwards every time. So, Well, we hope you uh, join us at Next Steps, and we can't wait to see you and help you discover your purpose. See you there. Discover your purpose.
Nailed it. Well, good evening, church. Welcome, welcome to church. No place I'd rather be on a Wednesday night. Amen? Amen. I want to welcome you all. If it is your very first time here, there is a card in back of the pew that we ask that you fill out. If it's your first time on live stream, just write my first time, and we're going to welcome you there, too. We'd love to say hello and get to know you. I got two things for you tonight, two very simple things. Operation Shoebox is in full swing of collection of shoeboxes for kids that they send all over the world. Now remember, we said at uh, the beginning of all this that the Swartzes who help us um, initiate this and help us so much with all they give out there, they wanted 400 boxes was our goal. Right now, we are at 97 boxes. So we got a little ways to go. I'm thankful for the 97 boxes, though. That's awesome. Great job. If you want to donate some cash and you say, hey, I don't have time to do a box or I don't know what kids like, you can do that at that table right out there, too. And we will get a box for you and we'll get it made for you. My kids were on assignment from a gentleman in the church a couple weeks ago where we literally made nine boxes. And my kids thought that was the greatest thing until I told them they get nothing from it and that we're giving. It, it was a good lesson. I liked it. So anyway, if, if you would, please go out there, stop out at that table, and donate um, some, either some cash or grab a box, fill it with your family. Teach your kids like I had to. It, yay for parenting. We love it. Okay, <laughs> next I want to remind you this coming Sunday is home groups. Who goes to a home group here? Home groups are fun. Home groups are literally time we get to be together and we get to celebrate together. If you don't know where home groups are, if you just go to that big desk right out there at the Welcome Center, that is the information hub. Anything you need to know, just head on out there and you can find a home group. I guarantee there's one close to you. We have lots of them spread all across um, where people live. So go out there. And it's Thanksgiving month normally for most of the home groups. Are you doing Thanksgiving theme? Okay, Pastor Tim's doing Thanksgiving theme for the young people. So if you're a young adult, that's your home group. Head on over there, and you get to eat some turkey. Are you making a turkey? Oh, okay. Do you make a good turkey or? Okay, someone's going to make a really good turkey, and it's not Pastor Tim, so show up. It'll be good. The youth are out with us tonight. What's up, teenagers? Listen. We love you all. You are an important part of our church. It's not the next generation. This is our church right here. This is a part of our church. It's not we're waiting on them to grow up to see what they do. No, no. They can do stuff now. So we are so glad you guys are out here with us tonight. If everyone would stand up on their feet, we're going to get into worship. And I was talking to someone beforehand out in the lobby, someone who has a need and how they need God to move on their behalf. And I told them, I said, you're not in the wrong place. You're actually in the right place. Because Jesus is here. You see, don't forget, church, that we get the privilege and the honor to gather together and to worship Jesus. There are people who are literally putting their lives on the line to get together with fellow believers and worship the King of Kings. So, so tonight's not typical. 
Tonight's not normal. Tonight, the miracle working power of the Lord will flow through this place. And I'm telling you, you're here, give in. Just give in tonight and surrender. He's here to heal. He's here to move. He's here to speak tonight. He's here for the word of God to pierce your heart tonight. Not for just a moment of change, but for a lifetime of change. You are in the right place at the right time. And we get to worship him tonight in spirit and in truth. Amen. So, Father, we come before you tonight as a church boldly. We approach your throne of grace tonight. Father, we've come to magnify you. We've come to worship you. We've come to extol praise upon you, Lord. Tonight's not normal. It's not typical. Father, I thank you. The gifts are in operation in this house tonight, Lord. That faith is present in this house tonight, Lord. That in this house, faith arises tonight. Lord, let it rise. Let it rise. Let it rise tonight. God, this night will be all about you. We, as your children, declare it right now. It's all about you. Lord, have your way in this house tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen.
have your Bibles, turn to uh, chapter St. Luke, uh, chapter 15 and verse 17. 15, chapter 15, verse 17. As I was coming uh, back from work, uh, I thought about voting because I just voted last night. And, and, um, but, uh, you know, I realized the most important vote that I can cast is when I give my life to Jesus. That's the most important. I don't think there's anybody in heaven talking about our election, to be honest. They're talking about spiritual things. <laughs> and I am expecting a red wave, but it's going to come from the blood of Jesus. I believe it's going to flood our cities and our country and the world. And we're going to see revival. Amen. I'm Randy Manns, and I approve this message. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, I was asking God this weekend about some promises that he had given me, you know, a few years ago. And to be honest, they're, they're way bigger than I, I can't earn enough and can't uh, do enough to get what he's promised me. So I said, God, you know, I don't want to leave this earth without receiving every promise that you've given me. And I said, what, what is, you know, here's me talking. I said, what's the deal? What's going on? And he said to me, he said that, you know, there, you're a giver. There are givers and, you know, many givers in, in the church. But he said that we need to get a deeper revelation of him as a giver. And I thought, okay. You know, Jesus asked his disciples, he said, who do men say I am? Who do you say I am? Everybody else says this, but who do you say I am? And, and Peter got a revelation of who Jesus was, the Son of God, the living Christ. And we need to get a revelation, a revealed truth, a deeper revelation that God is a giver. Now, we know that love is a motivator, and if God is love, then how motivated is he to give? beyond anything we can imagine. Amen. Luke 15, 17, and, and God brought me this scripture, and it says, when he came, talking about the prodigal, when he, when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and despair, and I perished with hunger, and I will arise, go to my father, say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and he came to his father, and when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran, fell on his neck, and kissed him. That's what Rhonda does to me every day. I might get home from work just to let you know. And <laughs> I'm speaking faith. <laughs> and the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf. Now, the son, the prodigal, had given his life totally back to his father to the point he said, listen, I, I, you know, make me your servant. I, I, I'm not worthy to be a son. In other words, he sowed his life to the father. And when, you know, in Galatians 6, 7, it says, whatever man soweth, he shall reap. God is not mocked. So he sowed his life.